Hello everyone and welcome to the Seals Podcast. I'm your host Albert Davis and welcome to episode 15 of your official Chester FC podcast. You can catch up on all of our episodes on the thesealspodcast.buzzsprout.com and we're on all of your favourite apps including Apple and Spotify. Well, we had a nice early Christmas present last night, didn't we? It's official, there's a new man at the helm at the Diva Stadium. Steve Watson has been appointed first team manager of Chester FC. The former York City man becomes our sixth permanent managerial appointment since reformation and the 47-year-old will take charge of his first game at Telford on Boxing Day. Last night I caught up with him in what was his first interview as manager of the Blues. Steve, welcome to Chester Football Club. What are your initial thoughts on taking the job here at the Diva? Yeah, I'm really excited. I, um, I've been here a lot, obviously, in the opposition dugout. Um, I think I was here a few times when I was at Everton for, for various pre-seasons and reserves. Um, and I like the place. I've always had a, a warm welcome, even as an opposition manager. Not necessarily a warm send-off, um, because we've tended to have done quite well here. Uh, and hopefully my, my record here can carry on anyway. What attracted you to the role in coming to this football club? Well, there's, there's been a few... Um, things come across uh, since that since I left York that haven't been right. Um, this was one of the ones that I was really interested in. Um, once I met the the chairman and, and Jim, we uh, we had a really good chat, and it it moved quite quickly from there. I know a lot of uh, I know a lot of the players. I've worked with a few of the players before, but you know I know that I know that um, from from this season alone, probably saw them four times. I ended up. Going to spend him on standing amongst the fans, really. I was standing at the back with a, with a couple of fans, and uh, I just thought that you know there, there's real uh, there's a real chance of turning this round quickly and um, and improving improving the position. Um, I know what's needed. I don't think it takes a rocket scientist if you look at the if you look at the league and you look at the um, the stats of this season to know that. Uh, but it's achievable, you know. It's, it's achievable, and, and hopefully, as I said earlier, hopefully in, in a short space of time. As you said at the start, supporters obviously here will be familiar with you, but for some that may not know, what can they expect to see from a Steve Watson side? Well, I think effective football is what is what we need. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of managers will sit here and talk about different philosophies and different styles of play. Um, I will have a look at the lads starting with tonight. You know, it's it's been really quick. I think <laughs> proof of, uh, of how eager I am to get started is you know. Starting your first session on the eve of Christmas Eve, I could have quite easily tried to play it out for a bit longer, but I really wanted to get going. Uh, so it'll be a good chance to see the lads. And I would suggest probably in the next three games will give me a, a really good idea as to, to what I've got and what positions I can play. In. And um, and obviously I know I know the situation regarding the ability to bring players in, and, and I understand it. So um, it's going to be the lads. It's going to be the lads that we've got here first and foremost, and and. They'll all start with a clean slate. Um, I've got a rough idea of um, the team and the style I want to play, uh, but we'll we'll have a look at the lads first, and then we'll look at how to implement that. Obviously, as I say, you know the league that works in your favour, but also your last job, you came into York in sort of a similar position. They were sort of bottom half of the table in, I think it was January time. It, it's a similar sort of position for you, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's a similar position to probably the last three jobs. You know, I went uh, I went into Macclesfield and. Um, you know, we, we 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 turned it around really well and ended up you know ended up leaving the a squad that ended up winning the league with John, which you know was great was great um, great for the club. Went into York in a very sorry into Gateshead in a very similar position. Um, 
sort of 15th, 16th, uh, got the results going and stabilised first season. And the same with York, really. You know, went, went in there in a, in a very similar position, stabilised that season. Um, and then the following season, um, you know, we, we led the league for most of it until COVID kicked in. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, listen, every club's different and every situation's different, every squad's different, but it's a, it's a situation that I've, I've been able to turn around before and, you know, quite quickly. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping the same is going to happen here. It's always a frenetic time, the, the festive period. With the games coming thick and fast, though, is, is that a positive for you to see what this squad's all about? It is, and it doesn't matter who we play. And, you know, this league's, this league's got a, a habit of um, being really unpredictable. So the fact that we're playing um, Telford and their position that they're in, and then playing Fylde, who are, you know, I still think if you finish above Fylde this season, you, you'll probably win the title. So... You know, we've got two very, very different games, but two games that are equally as as, as perilous, really. You know, the, the Telford will be desperately trying to change their uh, fortunes around. They'll always look at the next game to make that happen. And um, and no different to us, really. You know, we haven't, be right and the same, we haven't won the away game this season. So that's um, that's my aim straight off the bat. And then uh, after that, you know, we'll prepare for the next game. But that's, that's what we're looking at right now, putting out the best side possible give us the best chance possible of getting getting the first three points of, of the season away from home. Talked about those those fixtures coming up on the field, off it as well, a pl- Telford a place that's always got a good away following from us and then your home debut, if you like, against Fylde, you're looking forward to seeing the supporters in? Yeah, yeah, of course I am. And that, obviously the Christmas period you know, tends to bring people out and, and um, you know, touch wood sitting here, that nothing's going to stop that. Uh, obviously we know what we're talking about uh, regarding the government guidelines and things, so... You know, fingers crossed, everything will go to plan for the next two games. But as I said, you know, my immediate my immediate um, role is to to meet the lads tonight, get to know them um, as players, go through you know the things that I think need addressing immediately um, over the next couple of days. You know, they have to buy into it. You know, they have to want to do it, and they have to want to buy into it. And I think if they do that, then then I think we can we can find a bit of success. Brilliant, well, Steve. Best of luck. <laughs> So hopefully the new boss can get off to a winning start in what is a jam-packed Christmas schedule for the club. The recruitment process was extensive and the club have now got their man in Steve Watson. Vice Chair Jim Green is next on the show to react to the news. Jim, Steve Watson, new manager confirmed now of Chester Football Club. As a board, you must be pleased to have got your man. Yeah, really pleased. Um, it's been a, a really comprehensive, uh, thorough process to make sure that we get, you know, we make the right appointment. Um, spoke to some exceptionally high caliber candidates. Uh, a, a difficult decision, to be honest, and lots to think about. Um, but Steve was really impressive. Um, you know, gave a, gave a really strong presentation. Uh, came along with some really strong ideas about how he felt he could improve improve the team's performances and results immediately and also um, about how he could help us achieve what we want to achieve in the long term. So we we feel it's a great fit. Um, really pleased to have him at the club and, and looking forward to, to working with him over the next you know coming weeks, months and potentially seasons. As you say, a comprehensive process. Bernie Johnny left the club sort of towards the end of November time. Talk us through as a board that process and what goes into it. Yeah, so I think um, obviously that it's always difficult when managers move on. Um, 
Anthony and Bernard have been here over three years, which is a long time in football at, at any level, but particularly at this level. Um, so that, that's a wrench for, for everybody. Um, so I think the, the, the priority really was putting some arrangements in place short term um, to make sure that we were, were you know, were able to uh, concentrate on the fixtures that were coming up. And we're really grateful to, to Danny Livesey and Simon Grand for, for stepping in and, and doing that and doing a great job in the circumstances. Uh, and I'm also grateful to the players as well for the, the sort of professionalism and effort they've they've demonstrated in that time. Um, what we said to, to Danny is that we were not going to put a time frame on it. And uh, people probably picked up that when we put the, the advert for the rollout, we didn't put a closing date on because, um, you know, we were conscious that we were fast approaching Christmas time, which is, a, you know, the busiest time of, of the year. Uh, fixtures come thick and fast. With our training model, that that imp- impacts on the amount of training that you can, you know, amount of training sessions that you have with the players. So, we we were we were quite relaxed about the time frame. And the most important thing for us was to make sure that we had a good process and that we got the right appointment. Um, so once the once the advert had gone out, uh, we had a lot of a lot of interest from uh, a lot of respected, experienced football managers, um, a lot of people who. Football manager players, um, as I think Andy spoke about previously, um, and then people that were sort of you know f- players that are finishing up and looking to get into into management. So some really impressive applicants. We then set up a, a, a panel to review those. Uh, we had a, a shortlist in process, scoring them against agreed criteria, uh, doing a little bit of due diligence and at that stage, talking to some of the applicants as well to find out a bit more about them and how they how they might fit. From that, we drew up a short list of, of six um, who we felt, you know, had real potential. Um, went and met met them over sort of two intensive days. Really impressive interviews. Really impressive presentations. And from that, you know, we 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 looked at the the six people we'd interviewed. Uh, we felt that we had three really really strong candidates from that, um, and we did a little bit more work. Um, spoke with them again, and, and that ultimately led us to to decide on Steve as as the manager. As I say, you know, really, really grateful to everybody that that showed an interest in 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 the job and wished them well in the future. Um, but we just felt that Steve just ticked so many boxes, both for the now, but also looking a bit further ahead. Um, so yeah, we're really really pleased with the outcome. Talk about sort of no no time frame on it. Has it been particularly challenging as well with sort of what's going on in wider society and in the world of football as well with the whole COVID situation developing the way that it is? Yeah, definitely. And I think I think there's two there's two levels to that. There's the footballing level of are we going to be playing matches? Well, we we are. You know, we, as it stands, we're we're playing on Boxing Day. We're playing on the 28th, and we'll be playing on the 2nd of January. That might change, but that's beyond our control. All we can do is focus on what's what's you know in front of us. And for us, you know, we want to to be as competitive as we can this season, and we want to win every every match. Um, and in order to to help us do that, we felt we needed um, some you know f- fresh ideas, enthusiasm, energy, and um, to to lift the club, lift the players, um, and give us the best chance of success in those in those games. So, yeah, yeah, it's something that we think about um, as a board. We've also got a you know financial responsibility to to protect the club and and. Um, you know, there is we got we can't get away from what's what's being reported in the media about potential lockdowns, fire breaks, restrictions on crowds that we've seen in you know Wales and, and Scotland and, and Ireland. Um, so that that is a risk as well. 
but as I say, we can only really concentrate on what we've got in front of us at the moment. Um, and that's, you know, we wanted to get Steve in once we'd agreed everything. Um, and what's really pleasing is that Steve said, you know, I want to get started straight away. Um, I want to be in the dugout at Telford. I want to work with the players as, as much as I can before that. Um, and that's what we're, that's what we're doing. As you say, the game's coming thick and fast. The club sat in 16th in the table at the minute. What does success and, and what are the targets for the remainder of the season for the board, for yourself, for Steve? So I think in the process, uh, we had some really clear objectives uh, for the candidates and we felt that was important. Um, but we were also realistic about you know, how, how this season has started, where we are on the league table um, and, and what, what targets you know, we, we could potentially set. Um, what was really pleasing is that Steve came in and was like, you, you know, he was he was pretty optimistic about about what he's seen. You know, he's managed against us this year. He, he and I don't think he's paying lip service when he says this that that we were probably this you know the the best the, the best opposition team at York this season. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's he's seen things in there that he he thinks he can build on. He's seen things he can he thinks he can improve. Um, he's got some ideas about how he can improve the squad. Um, which was also good to hear. So we're not going to set a specific target, but we obviously want to climb the table as quickly as possible. You've seen in the past that you know teams can go on remarkable runs once they get a bit of momentum. We, we've seen that this season that we've gone to teams that have been out of form. I think Southport, and you know they've 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 taken a positive result against us and used that as a platform to build on. So um, I, I wouldn't rule anything out. Um, but for us, we just want to get up the table closer to where we we expected to be this season. And finally, for the supporters, I'm sure the message will be, to, you know, get down in their numbers. Telford always a, a place where we're, we're well supported, and then those two big home games coming up as well. Yeah, that was that was again something that, that came out during the, the interview process that every candidate recognised the, the you know the support we have at Chester. Some some of them have managed against us, and and they said, look, I've been in that opposition dugout. I've seen the the place when it's rocking, and that you know that that really appealed to them. So it's a big draw. It's a big draw for managers. It's a big draw for players, um, and I know Steve's really looking forward to his first game at the Diva with you know, hopefully a good crowd to to get behind him. And yeah, so I think yeah, if everybody can get behind Steve and get behind the club, and look, it's been a disappointing start to the season. No getting away from that. But there's still 25 games to play, huge amount that we can accomplish. So yeah, let's see see where it takes us. Time to wrap up the show with a change of direction and something a little different. Since our last episode, Charlie Jolly was recalled from his well-successful loan spell by Tramier Rovers, and he's made an instant impact since, scoring a late winner for them in their victory at Oldham earlier in the month. Charlie enjoyed his time with the Blues and was more than happy to chat with us last week following his recall to reflect on his short but successful time at the Diva. Charlie, so we'll start with sort of the here and now. At the time of talking, you've gone back to Tranmere, two man of the matches in a row, a late winner at Oldham. It's been a fantastic week or so for you. How are you feeling after it all? Yeah, uh, as you say, it's it's what my intentions were to obviously come out to come out to Chester, do well enough uh, to to then be recalled and, and play. And luckily for me, I've kind of uh, that's the way it's happened. I've obviously come back straight into the fold and, and obviously scored the last minute winner which is good for me like obviously get man the match which is another bonus um, 
even though it's obviously you, you want to win games, it's always good to kind of have that recognition. And then again, to, to win on Saturday, despite not scoring, to, to play my part and the fans to vote him on the match. So, yeah, no, it's it's positive for me. Um, and yeah, it's just, it was just good timing in, in in the sense of that I'd been a, on a good run with Chester um, and then a few injuries here and there, and I was back in straight away. I suppose that, that that moment must have been bittersweet in some way for you because it, it was clear you were really enjoying yourself here, but a fantastic opportunity for you to go back when you were called and and and, and have another crack at, at the football league. Yeah, well, t- as you say, I was I was really enjoying my football at Chester. Like the the lads are good, the fans are the fans. You know, you see you see the thousands that turn up, and it's what I I probably didn't expect as much. Um, but no, it was from the first minute to the last of playing for Chester. It was it was a positive experience, and I never received no hate, and it was all it was all positivity. Um, and obviously, the managers went, and I'm thankful for them for giving me the opportunity because without them, maybe giving me a chance, I, I might not have had Malone, which then, you know, kind of led into me into me playing for Tranmere. So again, the managers who have went and went to spend more now, wish them all the best, but. For me, it was, it's, yeah, it's. I, I was gutted to leave Chester, but the opportunity did arise for me to have my first goal for Bully. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy how it's been so far, but it's, um, I've, I've got to continue that and hopefully it's only the start. Definitely. Looking back, obviously, you, you came off the bench against Southport and then you got your first start in that game against Boston. You came on, you got your first goal. What, what was that feeling like? And also, post-match, one thing that always sticks out in my mind is is the, the Mo Salah comparisons you drew that day from playing on the right wing as, as a left footer. How did how did that sound to you? Yeah, you know, I come in, probably, I think it was on the Thursday, just before Southport, and the manager said to me, look, we're probably not going to put you in. I'm not going to tell you. We just want to see how it goes. And obviously, it was a disappointing result against Southport, who have climbed the table now um, with a good squad. Um, and then, obviously, to go in against Boston. And we, we, we smashed them, didn't we? You know? Um, and, the, yeah, that, that, to be fair, that was my probably my first proper men's game of a full 90 minutes and since I was on the Cairns National. So, I was just made up with all that went and obviously the comparisons are the comparisons but you know it's, let's, not, let's not get too carried away um, yeah no just as you say I just trying to do a job and um, luckily that day we, we won 4-0 and I think that's what the fans deserve after maybe not the best run games and obviously as you know that league's it's everything so tight you're either three points off relegation or off the playoffs and it's just a matter of games and a good run of form which can, which can push you up the table Obviously, say that the Mo Salah comparison is one thing that sticks out from that day. I, I think another thing that the fans will want me to ask you about, tell us a little bit about the knee slide when you scored. And you know what's coming? I don't avoid that. No, I'm only joking. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I, to be honest, honestly, I, I said this to others. I, I thought the pitch, like because the pitch is, is very well looked after, I thought, yeah, a slide here. Um, but I got to the corner flag and it must have just been sand. And I've just... Nearly broke both my knees, haven't I? But you know, you learn from them and against all them. I stayed on my feet, just <laughs> punched the air. Um, yeah, no, I can't put my knees through that again, can I? Absolutely. Obviously, then you go on and you know, impressive performances, scored your second goal, then the loans extended, and suddenly you recall. So, tell us a little bit about what was probably a, a whirlwind 48 hours or so for you. Yeah, so the loan got extended. Yeah, so yeah. we played Leamington, obviously, the conditions were just 
mad. So it was kind of like a, I was, I like, I wanted to put the next game right. If that made sense, I didn't, I didn't get involved as much as I wanted yeah. to, and obviously due to the conditions and just other things, and I didn't have like the impact that I wanted to. So I was, so I went with Tamir on the Monday morning. On the way into forty, Livesey rings me. Obviously, he's taking care at the moment, um, and he's like, Ch- uh, Tamir of recalled you. It's like, oh, it's news to me. Like, to be honest, I'm not actually in football yet. Um, so I can't kind of the start and then I'll go into foot and he told me, look, you you're you're back with us, few injuries, we we want want to give you the goal. Um I did to be honest, I just thought I'd be on the bench and maybe get thirty minutes and there I was starting. Um and you know, couldn't couldn't have went any better. I think if you ask anyone to score the last minute full debut is, is what you want to to win the game one 0 Um and obviously go on then again to Saturday. Um and to be fair, I'm still kinda of getting over it all now. Um it's just a unbelievable experience for me, and you know, I'm 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 hoping that I can continue to thrive and take everything that I learned to Chester to Chamia. Obviously, all the Chester fans are wishing that as well. Finally, what what's the main thing that you probably took from your loan spell at Chester? I, I wouldn't say there was solely one thing. The physicality, which I which I hadn't been exposed to really, because obviously training the matches are completely different. Um, so yeah, obviously using my body against men. People who, who were going to boot you everywhere, which which I don't mind, believe it or not. I, I quite enjoy it. Uh, I like the challenge of, of trying to get out the way of it and, you know, giving it back when I need to because ultimately that's the only way you're going to survive in men's football. So, you know, just learning all them tricks and speaking to the other lads and how they think I can improve my game, what, what areas I can add to, um, you know, being more clever in buying files and, just like old school tricks, which I haven't been exposed to or haven't haven't had the exposure to, and you know, speaking to them and learning from from the other lads, because as you know, there's there's lads there who've played at very good levels, and obviously, it, Chester itself is a very good level. There's there's lads who've played in the football league and ultimately dropped out and now they're playing non-league, which which is which the standard is growing every year, um, and the physicality of it is growing every year. So. Just them, just them areas which you don't really get in training, but you do. You're exposed to them in games. They, they, that's what I learned the most, and that's what I'm trying to implement in today's game. So that wraps us up for the December episode of the Seals Podcast. Everyone at Chester FC wishes you a very Merry Christmas and we hope you enjoyed today's show. We'll see you hopefully at our matches over what is a busy festive period. I'm Albert Davis and it has been a pleasure. Bye for now. Hold up. 